You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Hey, Frank. Yeah, what's up? You know, back at my old collector's job, they used to call me the bad doctor. You know why? Why? Because I was always losing my patience. (laughs) 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 Indeed. But here on the Screener Squad today, speaking of patience... We're here to talk about a film with two Oscar winners, The Good Nurse, starring Jessica Chastain, Eddie Redmayne. It is the story of Charlie Cullen. If you don't know who that is, I suppose don't spoil yourself, but Charlie Cullen is a nurse who goes from hospital to hospital being the best nurse he can, except his patients die. Why is that happening? Well... Uh, you, you know, uh, Jessica Chastain is on the case with two other people who are investigating it, and hopefully they find a solution. This is the good nurse, and to talk with me about this, someone who has the patience of a saint, Frank is with us. Oh, that was me? Was yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. You don't I think so? I, do. I let people do their thing, and just, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hi, hi. And also someone who would never forge prescriptions <laughs> at a profit, especially, you know, with, with connections to Canada. Talk after the show. Uh, Kim is with us. Howdy, guys. So, it's The Good Nurse is based on a book by Charlie Graber, which is a retelling of the story of Charlie Cullen, the nurse, and... The many practices in medicine, in hospitals, and bureaucracy that fail patients, that fail victims, and that fail us as a society. What did y'all think of The Good Nurse? Well, that's just jumping into it. Um, Yeah. I thought it was um, a really compelling story. 
that was told in a very sort of like almost anemic sort of way to tell this sort of story in in a very sort of like careful way is very anticlimactic it sort of undermined it in in a, in a lot of ways and um i th- i didn't think that the, the full impact the the her- you know the sort of horrificness of it um i didn't feel it as much as as um as i should have given how how awful these events were yeah absolutely the good nurse is actually Tobias Lindholm's directorial film debut, at least based on his IMDb page that I'm looking at. He does have several writing credits and has directed documentary and television episodes before. What surprised me is, you know, looking at this poster, I'm already thinking based on this title, oh, the good nurse. I don't think so. I think there's some shenanigans afoot. I bet Eddie Redmayne is the killer. Well, don't, don't you love the, sorry, don't you love the duality of that? Because, you know, it, it really does apply to both of them. You know, he is sure. seemingly the good nurse on paper. He is, you know, doing everything. You know, he's beloved and, you know, um, he's befriending the patients and the and his fellow like nurses but yeah his colleagues but yeah uh but she is the one who is you know not a whistleblower but she is brave she's sticking her neck out she is the one who is really uh, besides being utterly devoted to her patients she is also like you know willing to go to a place that she never thought she would have to um because of you know of what he has done of the injustices and Right, and, and she seems to be the only one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who's willing to, you know, because like the Kim Dickens character and um, everybody else is willing to just sweep this under the rug, and he's banking on 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 everything being swept, swept under the rug, and she's the one who says like no. Um, sure, yeah. So I, love, I love that duality uh, in the title alone. Well, in the real story, um, Charlie or Charles Cullen, he got away with this for sixteen years. It was a long time. So this movie takes place in kind of that last year that he was doing this. And it all stopped just because of the good nurse, Amy, who was noticing inconsistencies as far as her patients being perfectly healthy and about to be released from the hospital. And then the next shift, she comes in there dead. It just didn't make sense. The cops start sniffing around a little bit. And she feels that she pretty much has a duty, a moral duty to um, stop him, even though the movie starts with the um, Eddie Redmayne and Jessica Chastain character building their friendship. We get to meet them on the first day of Charlie's first day at the hospital. Amy shows him around, shows him how to take medicine out of the Pixis, the, the medical device that just gives out medicine. And So the film basically is from Amy's point of view, which I thought was pretty interesting because there wouldn't be a movie without Charles Cullen. The movie is about what he did, but from the perspective of Amy. And that was a a choice they made. I don't know if that made for a very exciting movie. Can I ask you, can can I ask you, Kim, how do you think it would have played out had we seen it from his point of view? I think it would have been more of a... Maybe, I don't know, more of a thriller or more suspense or just mm-hmm. they could have, 
I think there there was something lacking in the Eddie Redmayne character. I think he did a good job as far as making connections with um, the people he interacted with, the Amy, Amy's children. But he also had this really almost bland personality the whole film where if the, if the movie was from his perspective, they would have needed to punch up his character a bit. I, think, I know what you mean because I think that there is a, there is like a very like uh, a noticeable distance that we have, you know, to him. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we're ever, we ever see anything except from when he gets pulled over. We never spend any time with him in, in, um, in terms of vantage point. We were never with him. And I think that that might have been a downfall of, of of the film is that it's it's almost totally from her, from her perspective. Yeah, I I almost wish we had had more time with him because if I were a person going into this movie and not really knowing the story, which I didn't know the story that that well, I'd heard of it, um, kind of just not urban legend, but you know, in passing, I've heard of the story of the the male nurse sure. who killed a bunch of patients, and I knew that was what this movie was about. But going into this, if they had kind of played with the idea that maybe he didn't do this or maybe it it wasn't what it seemed to be but pretty pretty off the bat as soon as the police come to nurse amy and they're like hey we suspect this guy of doing of possibly murdering patients she immediately is like oh yeah that that looks correct i think he did do this and then moving from there it's the second half of the movie is all about trying to bust him, essentially. Because like you mentioned, there's the Kim Dickens character, who is the, I believe, hospital, she's like the head nurse or the administrator of the hospital, something like that. And her role in this movie is to cover up what Charles is doing because she knows it'll look bad on the hospital if they have a nurse killing people, uh, which... I would argue it looks bad to cover up a nurse killing people, but you know, whatever. And so, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it would be way better if you just yes. after the first yeah. patient say, totally. "Hey, guy, we're gonna help the police put you in jail, not let's have you keep moving on to different hospitals." But that's what happened. It happened for sixteen years. Every hospital covered it up. Craziness. Point. I, I really gotta applaud it. Really spotlighting, and you know, no pun intended, but. Just how and unsurprisingly fucked up uh, the hospital system is. The fact that it it, it will sweep every, everything under the rug. That it um it, it just wants to get rid of you know like, like cut the cancer out um, rather than um you know doing right and um, taking responsibility and also for showcasing we we haven't mentioned that the the Jessica Chastain character is suffering from a, a, a really, like, serious uh, med- medical condition and is hiding it from everybody and is foregoing um, having an operation because she can't afford it because she didn't have insurance because uh, her insurance did not kick in until she's been there for a year. And she is literally working night after night and suffering. Um, um, you know, it's... it's, 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 it's it, 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 and it's it's a fucked up situation, and I love that 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 this film, as safe and by the numbers and what have you, um, does take time to show that this is like this is such a um, a messed up system that, that that does not work and has not worked. 
Well, you know, people could barely afford the medicine that uh, Nurse Cullen was using to kill them. So that's it's kind of hilarious, right? In a dark, sort of twisted, bureaucracy-runs-our-lives kind of way. But I don't think the heart condition that Jessica Chastain's character has um, is based on the real person who this happened to. I think they made that up for the movie, and I, I thought it was really smart. Like Frank was saying, obviously this movie was criticizing the U.S. healthcare system and its many flaws, and really put a put a just super hard spotlight on the healthcare system. Hospitals they are a business. At the end of the day, they do not care who lives, who dies, anything like that. They want to keep a good reputa- reputation. They want to have you know money flowing in, and you know if four hundred. You know, I think he was convicted for 29 deaths. Could have been up to 400 people died. That's just good business, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) We have to cover that up. So I thought that was really interesting. But adding in that um, this character had a heart condition was smart because it helped the two characters bond. Sure, they could have like a just a um, co-worker, friendly co-worker relationship. But because Jessica Chastain's character had a heart condition... It was a opportunity for the movie to show that Charles Cullen didn't mind stealing medicine from the hospital because that's how he was helping her until she had health insurance. He was stealing medicine on her behalf. And I thought that was kind of a, a clever way to um, foreshadow things. They they definitely showed, they showed him paying attention when she was initially checking out medicine from the Pixies. And then they showed him later... He, that he knew how to take medicine out and then cancel it quickly so it didn't record as medicine being taken out. The movie did a couple a couple clever things like that, but it just, they didn't push it far enough. They didn't, but I really I, I really did love that dichotomy of him like being this uh, diabolical person using that system, that trick in the system to, um, you know, kill these people. And, and at the same time, help her. She does a really good job at seeing him as a killer and trying to hide. Oh, they, they have a, a shot about midway through the film where Jessica Chastain comes home. And prior to her finding out her, basically her best friend is a serial killer. He was always at her house. He was always hanging out with her kids. Her daughters love him. So she comes home after working with the detectives all day to try and figure out how to catch him up and get him arrested. Comes home to find that he sent the babysitter home and her two kids are playing, are cooking dinner with him. This man who's poisoning people. That scene was very tense. I really appreciated um, the acting in it. I thought Jessica Chastain, and I knew she was an Oscar winner. But in that scene, I was like, yes, okay, this is Oscar winner Jessica Chastain. She woke up to play, and the strain in her face while she's trying to balance those two emotions of, oh, we're friends, you might be about to kill me and my family, was was very clear across her face. I thought her acting was really great in that scene specifically. A lot of the other scenes she could have been sleepwalking through, but when the director told her, you know, put on that performance. She she came with her with her you know Oscar in hand to do it. Yeah, and I agree with that as well. And we're going to carry that before we get into the conversations. Let's go to our uh, final thoughts. And Frank, 
Why don't you start with our final thoughts? Tammy Faye Baker, please. That was, that was a shit movie, her performance. Anyway, sorry. Um, so I'm here. Uh, <laughs> have you seen it, Bradley? Have you no, seen I couldn't. I, I didn't finish it. No. Okay, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought that this was, for the most part, um, a very safe film about a very um, intriguing subject, a very... I mean, jaw-dropping when you think about it. You know, I mean, like, it's that, that, that old phrase, it's nothing sacred. The fact that, that um, a healthcare worker whom we've, you know, you know had people with it that we've been, like, praising over the last, like, two-plus years um, would do some something so horrific continuously for so long to so many people in a very um, diabolical and admittedly very genius way. Um, it's horrifying. It's horrifying to me. You know, this, I mean, there's, you know, that sort of horror that's, you know, sort of like this, you know, that's very tension filled and suspenseful. And there's the, the type of horror that's just very conceptual. That's very like, oh my God, that is, that, that, that just scares the, the, scares me to death. And this does. I think it doesn't do right when it sort of like falls to the sort of trappings of like, let's put a tense scene in here let's do like a little like you know cat and mouse thing here um i think it, it sort of like uh diminishes the real story uh when it goes down that route and it's it, it's an easy trap to fall into um unfortunately it's uh it's made up but like by two really really great lead performances i think that um uh, jessica chastain and uh eddie redmayne are fantastic um, especially him, you know, he plays it so controlled, so calm, so collected, and uh, it makes it makes uh, uh, that character come alive. It's it's so effective. I wish that this would have been told in a more dynamic way, um, but I can't dismiss um, all that it does right. So I got to give this uh, seven out of ten. Um, beards that people shave off because uh folks bradley shaved his beard and uh and he just <laughs> looks amazing like he really looks like uh it, it took six years off and yeah like like bradley's a stud i mean now i ain't gonna frank calm down <laughs> take, take a look at him now yeah. people. I mean, people bradley are, is married just imagine it i mean please <laughs> so seven out of well, ten Bra- seven out of ten bradley bradley's without a beard Thank you. You're uh, Kim. <laughs> All right. So this was a slow burn the first 45 to 50 minutes. If you like a movie that has is more dynamic, has action, has big, bold, brassy characters, I would not say this is a movie for you. The performances, while being very good, top caliber, were very subtle, almost, you know, 90% of the film, very subtle, um, especially Eddie Redmayne. And we've seen him play big characters before. I, I enjoy him as an actor. I think he's very talented. I think they didn't give him enough to do, if I'm being honest. I think they could have, I don't know the real um, Charles Cullen's personality. Maybe this is spot on. And if it is spot on, I wish they jazzed it up a little bit for a, for a film. But as it was, you know, I, I thought it was just a subtle performance from him most of the way through the film. They do give him a moment. 
at the very end of the film where the camera decides to linger on him when he's being very dramatic and is actually a powerful scene if maybe a little bit too long in my opinion um i think it is the the thing that i just keep thinking every time i i try to decide on what i want to rate this movie is i think i would have preferred to just watch a documentary about this um especially because documentaries usually have more of the um detective's perspective which i find more interesting than his i mean this woman obviously very brave thank you for you know your service or whatever but the perspective of amy was not that interesting if i'm being like really really critical of this which i think is my job right now i think it just wasn't that interesting i would have preferred literally any other perspective from this film just because i don't know jessica chastain is great but she just wasn't that engaging to me in this particular role, unfortunately. So um, as far, and I do kind of want to just mention, this isn't my type of film. I do like big bombastic films. I love a, a stupid action film. So this isn't my type of film. I do think it has a lot of high points in it. Mainly acting-wise, writing, I think, was subpar. The, the directing, cinematography-wise, eh okay kind of bland but i i really am giving this the score i'm giving it because of the acting that being said i'm giving it a five out of ten suspicious saline drips (laughs) total sus so for me i i'm the same i enjoyed the acting i was taken aback that this is not a thriller we know who the killer is within 10 seconds and we just kind of wait for the movie to end and for the little caption at the end to confirm a little factoid about the killer all along. But like you pointed out, I really liked, really, really enjoyed, adored Jessica Chastain, Oscar winner, acting in this film. Because hiding that you're terrified for your children in front of your children is such a twisted, disturbing thing horrible situation to be put into and uh, as you pointed out Kim I think she nailed it I loved that scene Eddie Redmayne boring bland but I think he's supposed to be because I've read some uh, FBI profiling just out of curiosity his game is to be friendly boring bland oh him like anytime you hear on the news we're so surprised that this person could hurt anyone he he wouldn't even hurt a fly that's kind of killer profiling and how serial killers get away with it for so long. And Eddie Redmayne definitely, he definitely nailed that profile of a killer of this. Especially in the end when, you know, it gets more into his psyche and he's kind of relatively the same as he is in the beginning of the film. There's not some veil that's lifted and he's like, behold my evil face. <laughs> you know, it's, he that's is who too, he is. And that's too psychopath. Yeah, exactly. He is who he is, and it's incredibly disturbing, so I did enjoy that. But yeah, would have loved a documentary instead myself. So I'm going to give this 6.5. You don't get to sleep in when you're a parent. Well, when you have enough Saturday. kids, you can have them oh, watch yeah. each other. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't have kids, and sleeping is like not a plot for me anymore. So They'll plot something. Thing. 
because that's an old person thing. Because Bradley and I are both in our forties now, so you just wake up early for that Denny's discount special. No, just for no reason. It's just a wake up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just that sad. 